It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Oh, yeah, it is pushing the limits. Uh, What a busy day. Period. News, sports. I mean, you want to talk about a big day to be on the radio. This is certainly it. You know, sometimes I lie. You know, sometimes I say, hey, we got a really big show, and maybe it's not as really big as I claim it is, but today is that show. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Boy, do we have some great guests. The Vegas Golden Knights with a chance to raise the cup in Vegas tonight. What better guest to have on the show today than the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights? Dan Dube is going to be joining us in hour number two. Will there be craziness on the strip tonight? Will the Knights win the cup? We'll talk about that. Of course, we had the NBA Finals yesterday, the Denver Nuggets. Congratulations. We'll get into that. Oh, and the orange turd has been indicted today. We're going to get to that as well. (laughs) Uh, I I cannot even believe, and you know, I should be more respectful than I am when it comes to the 45th president of the United States. I really should. I shouldn't refer to him as the orange turd. The truth of the matter is, is that I do have some really good insiders that are friends of mine that used to work in the White House for Donald Trump. I have some, I don't know if you know this guy, David. But uh, and by the way, thank you for being here, guy. <laughs> you're welcome. It's thank always a pleasure. Thank you. Um, you. Keep going with this. I'm interested <laughs> yeah. in what you're saying. So I have a lot of um, I shouldn't say a lot, but I have a few insiders that worked for Donald Trump that are close friends of mine. And, and I've been texting That's bizarre. them. Yeah. And I, I know it's weird, isn't it? It's really strange. And, and I've been messaging them over the course of the last four hours said, please, is there any chance we can get Donald Trump on the line? Uh, after his indictment, is there any chance? And I've been begging. I've been on hands and knees begging. And you're not going to believe it. I, I didn't want to say yes yesterday, but I got a message from one of his associates. And we are going to get the 45th president of the United... What are you laughing? It's not funny. Whatever. This is, this I'll believe that when I hear it. This is serious, guy. I don't know why you're laughing. This <laughs> you're is, this you're, is, this is very you're patronizing serious. me at the start of the show. No, I'm not. This is serious stuff here. I don't know why you're laughing. I'm very, very serious. <laughs> the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, is going to be joining us here in about 25 minutes or so. All right. All right. Okay? I'm, I'm just going to hold yeah. comment well, for you know another what? 25 he minutes. Ju- he just was indicted, and we, are, we have an exclusive interview. The fir- he chose me before Fox News. OAN, Newsmax. Yeah, that shows he's losing his mind from this indictment right maybe, there. Maybe he is, but, or maybe it's just he respects the hell out of me. I don't know. But Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour, literally moments after he walks out of the uh, courthouse. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Can't wait. He's going to be joining us. Oh. And I, it doesn't even end there. If the 45th president getting him on this show isn't enough, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, if that's not enough, guess who else we got in hour number two? Who? Adam Carolla is going to be joining us in hour number two. He's, oh, he's funny. Yes, he's going to be jo- uh, joining us uh, second hour. And he's uh, very right as yes, well, isn't he? Yes. he's, uh, he's Is he f- mega right or just right? Um, I wouldn't call him mega right, but he makes a lot of appearances on Fox News. I know he's friends with Tucker. Uh, we're going to get into that. So he's going to be joining us coming up in hour number two. Adam Carolla, Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, and the 45th president of the United States. I'd say it's a pretty damn good show. It, it's all me. relative. Sometimes you think a show is big. But it's not until the next show that you realize that that show wasn't big. It's this kinda, is as big as it gets it's because of like, what's happening. It's kind of like, gosh, I sh- I, it's hard for me not to be disrespectful. It's kind of like most of the women in Donald Trump's life, when, when he <laughs> takes them out on a date and they think he's big, 
And then, you know, they Stormy Daniels him in the in the bedroom and they find out that's not the case. But I promise you, I won't bring that up when Donald Trump joins us at the bottom oh, of the hour. Oh, it's a low blow. Uh, yeah, that's I pro- a low literally, blow. literally, yeah. Isn't the uh, guy having enough of a rough know, day as it is? I, I know, I know. <laughs> well, a, a real rough. He's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Anyway, congratulations, by the way, to the Denver Nuggets. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're going to have more time later in the week to talk about this. But uh, it was really special. I, I was happy for uh, Murray, who... Uh, as you know, his career almost ended a few years ago with the injuries he sustained with the, his Achilles. And the fact uh, that uh, he won a, a ring and you got guys like Green and, of course, the Joker, who's going to win many more. Um, I was really happy for those guys. It's a really good organization. Uh, I'm not a big Porter Jr. fan, never have been. I think he's somewhat selfish. I think he's a waste of talent. Too, yeah. He but played well last night, though. He did. But but congratulations to the Nuggets and, and nothing to take away from the Miami Heat. What an incredible year they had. Uh, and what Spolster was able to do with this team. I think they just ran out of gas a little bit. It was an ugly game yesterday. It wasn't a pretty game to watch, but it was nice to see Murray hit some big shots down the stretch. Butler hit some big shots down the stretch too, but it just wasn't enough. And and when it's all said and done, the Joker was just, I mean, what he put up Wilt Chamberlain numbers. Uh, it was really impressive. So I, I wanted to say congratulations to them. Fun NBA finals. Would have liked to have seen maybe a few more games in the finals, but um Denver Nuggets well-deserving, and I think they are going to start a dynasty because most of these players are still under contract, and Malone is a hell of a coach. Nothing to take away from Spolstra, who's also a hell of a coach. They just didn't have enough. They're all young Denver, and they're all signed. Denver become a very, very likable team. Sure. I think it starts with Mike Malone, Joker, and Murray. You love Murray's story. I do. Joker is just becoming... Will probably become the best foreign player of all time, might become the best center of all time, might become a top five player of all time. Yep. He's putting up numbers that are unheard of. They came together in the playoffs, and Miami was a feel-good story too. One sure. of the great stories. They just ran out of gas, and Denver, let's face it, they're a superior team. But what it did show yesterday, and it will probably relate to the Knights tonight, it is hard to win that last game. Yes, it is. Denver played ugly, ugly basketball. They were nervous. You could tell the first yeah. half the nerves they got nervous. to them a bit. Yep. And that's understandable, but they found a way to get it done. Congratulations to them. Hopefully the same applies with the Knights tonight, because I wouldn't expect a 6-0 game. Yeah, and I want to talk about that. And we're going to talk a little more Knights hockey, of course, with Dan Duva in hour two. But to what you're mentioning, a lot. I'm surprised people aren't talking about this today, but I thought a defining moment in the game was not the Joker making a shot or a great pass or a timely three. It was at the end of the third quarter where the cameras caught Joker in the huddle, sitting on the bench during a timeout at the end of the third yelling at his players, pointing at his players. I would have loved to have known what he said, but he was extremely animated. And I'm sure he was saying something along the lines of, come on, guys, this is it. We got to win this on our home floor. But he was yelling in the huddle. And and that was leadership, man. And and Murray throughout the game saying, come on, guys, we got to finish this off. Anyway, I I agree with what you said about the Vegas Golden Knights. And and, and I want to talk to you about this. And again, Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, is going to be joining us in hour number two. The Knights have a chance. In year six of the franchise, today in a closeout game to win the Stanley Cup at home. And Kachuk, which is, you know, a big part of this series, let's be honest, he's questionable for this game tonight. They uh, have to play. It's going to be a game time decision. I don't know if they're going to play him because you could be hurting his career with the back injury that he has. I I don't know. I know that, but he is laboring and he, you know, he's laboring. Are they a better team even if he's 50% out there? Yeah, probably. I think they are. But probably, but you're hurting his career, I think, if you put him out there. So I don't know what, uh, I don't know what Paul Maurice is going to do, but 
you're right. Closeout games are the duff- toughest games to win. Look, the, th- this is a picturesque story, isn't it? It is. There's thousands of people in Vegas right now. It's going to be an amazing atmosphere, expansion franchise. It all should end at T-Mobile in Vegas tonight. But be careful. It doesn't always work like well, that. They are the hardest games to win. I agree. And you do a, feel the pressure. And, you know, it's it's very easy for me as a member of the media or a fan to say, boy, what's the parade going to be like? Who does Mark Stone give the cup to first? Uh, who's the MVP? Uh, what's the strip going to look like tonight? How are the Knights going to celebrate? Are they going to go to Sapphire? You know, that, that's all going through my head too. Right. And then I'm like, calm it's, down, guy. We're not there yeah, yet. We've got to put the puck in the net yeah. one more time. Okay. Then well, they do. And I, I remember this with the Avs last year when I was watching the Avs. They were trying to stop Tampa's dynasty, the three peat. Yeah. They went home three one up and they were awful in that game five and lost at home. Ended up closing out in Tampa. We saw it a bit with the Nuggets last night, even though they closed out. I don't want this to happen to Vegas tonight. We yeah. just have to get it done. And it will be one of the most magical moments in the history of Vegas. Well, if you're a Vegas Golden Knights, I agree. If you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan, you certainly don't want them to win the Cup in Florida. That's number one. And as much as a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Finals sounds pretty exciting. No. Um, <laughs> anything could happen, and and you don't want to put yourself in that position. I tend to think that the Vegas Golden Knights are going to take care of business tonight. It's not going to be easy. But with Kachuk, if if Kachuk is out of the lineup, and we don't know if Kachuk is out of the uh, lineup or not, it's going to be a game-time decision. That's going to be a big deal. Um, uh, and uh, I'm reading now only one of the past seven Stanley Cup winners has clinched at home. The 2021, the 2021 Lightning. They did so in 2016. Overall, the Cup has been secured by the home team 58 times. Uh, obviously, Lord Stanley, uh, on the official Lord Stanley Twitter account, said, I will be in the building today. Um, <laughs> He's going to be there, listen, just to make is, sure. It is going to be electric in T-Mobile Arena tonight. I'm uh, driving out there right after the game today. I'm very excited. It's going to be uh, a very emotional day for me because I grew up a hockey fan with my dad growing up. And uh, I was a Hartford Whaler season ticket holder at a very young age. I watched a lot of the guys on the ice growing up, like the Wayne Gretzky's of the world, uh, the Chris Chelios's, the Jeremy Roenick's, the Mark Messier's, you know, Luke you, You're a true Golden Knights fan. And um, this is going to... You, you I, are, right? I, 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 at heart, of course, I'll always be the Hartford Whalers fan, even though they no longer exist. If you're asking me if I root for the Vegas Golden Knights to succeed, absolutely the answer is yes. Well, yeah, you might absolutely. cry if they win tonight. Absolutely. You have an emotional connection. Absolutely. T- take me through your day quickly. You're going over sure. after this. Sure. So right after the game, I'm, I, I need to buy an electronical device for my cell phone to be able to conduct interviews. After the show? Yeah, because uh, uh, I'm going to do some interviews today. Hopefully they win the cup. Um, going to be getting over there early. Uh, beat the traffic, so to speak. Get settled in. Get my spot on Media Row to sit down and set up my equipment. Uh, I'm going to go to the um, pregame interviews, which which I've done in the past, which I like to go to. to and who do you both, get to speak to? Both then? coaches uh, okay. get to speak at the podium, so you like to hear that. You're not going to get much out of them, especially Paul Maurice. <laughs> I no, mean, right. yeah, yes, Paul Maurice. Uh, Paul, why are you guys down in this series? And his response is, well, you know, they've scored more goals than us. I mean, you, you know, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I, I like Paul Maurice. I think he's a good dude. Terrible in an interview. Um, Cassidy's great. He's phenomenal. He answers every question to the, uh, you know, he's very thorough. So anyway, I want to hear what both coaches have to say today. Have a little pregame meal, media pregame meal. Um, 
And then I'm just going to be uh, talking to people. I'm going to be uh, part of the reason why I want to get there early. I want to talk to some fans early. I want to get some audio to, so that we can play it on the show tomorrow. Now, listen, if the Vegas Golden Knights lose tonight, I don't think they will. Florida's still a very good hockey team with or without Kachuk. If the Knights do not win tonight, then there's reason to be a little concerned. I agree. Okay. Do I still think the Knights win the series? Yes. But there's reason to be a little bit concerned because I'm not so sure Florida loses the game on their home ice. So For for a hockey fan that doesn't support either yeah, franchise, it exactly. is a great moment if it goes to a game seven. For exactly. Us, Golden Knight supporters, it will be horrifying. Yeah. It is set up to win it tonight. Right. What what question are you gonna ask Cassidy? You got one question before the game. Um What do you say to your team to keep their emotions in check? They've been very disciplined throughout the playoffs. They've been very disciplined through, what, four games of this series, right? Do you approach this game any differently? Do you say anything to them any differently, knowing that this is a closeout game and emotions could not be higher? Does anything change as you, the head coach, and do you say anything to them any differently than you've been saying to them in the past? Now, I would assume the answer would probably be no, that these are professionals. While emotions are going to be high, we're going to approach this game like we have every other game in the playoffs, right? I would imagine that would be his answer, but that's what I would ask him. Maybe you're, would... you're almost checking up on him. You're like answering her question, but yeah. also saying, are those guys ready? Right. Make sure those guys are ready well, for us. Uh, that's the way I would ask him. You know, yep. you know, how do you make sure these guys, their emotions are in check? And, and are you a little concerned first period, maybe get the jitters out of the way? Uh, but other than that, you know, uh, there's really not much else I would ask him. He's not going to be, I'm sure he made some minor adjustments since game four. These guys are professionals. They're the ultimate professionals. This is a championship team, and they played a hell of a game in Game 4. Yes, the final 10 minutes of the game, you would have liked to have taken a two-goal lead, and maybe get, but they played a hell of a hockey game. They, they were really, really the good. The whole playoffs, apart yeah. from Game 1. They have been disciplined. They've had phenomenal goaltending. Adam, uh, I, 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 I almost said Adam. Aiden. Forgive <laughs> me. Forgive me. I don't want to say that name. Aiden Hill. <laughs> Aiden Hill has been phenomenal. He has been phenomenal. There are certain people that are built for this type of situation. And I can't believe I'm saying this because if you asked me this a year ago, I would have said you're crazy, right? Me too. Didn't know, Every, 90% yeah. of people would have. Aiden Hill's personality, his persona, his demeanor is perfect. I am not concerned about him tonight at all. Here's what I am concerned about. Jitters, nerves, not letting the game come to you and maybe doing a little bit too much out there. Uh, that's what I'd be a little bit concerned about if I was Cassidy. Yep. Uh, For Florida, uh, they're playing with nothing to lose. Exactly. They know they're down 3-1. So I'm very worried. I shouldn't say I'm very worried. I'm concerned about the first 10 minutes of this hockey game. Yeah, that's where you get your nerves out. Yeah. Don't do anything stupid, though. Yeah. You that don't too wanna... much energy and adrenaline can be right. a bad thing. You don't want to go down 1-0 or 2-0. Or no, no, no. You know? That's what I'm concerned about. I think once they get their legs and they're in the flow of the game, they'll be just fine. That's the only thing that I'm concerned about. So we'll I, have to wait and see what I happens. I agree. And I'm not worried about Aiden Hill at all. No. Yeah, he, he Sometimes he's so good or he's been so good, his story's so good, that you forget the human element. It's right. like any career, yeah. someone that's good at it, a lawyer, doctor, radio host, make things look easy. Mm -hmm. He has made things look easy when the amount of pressure on him and 
the low expectations coming into it. It is a phenomenal yeah. story. He's a, yeah. He is a special human. And his hit percentage in the playoffs is 93.5%. He's, he's a special, special person. Yeah, it, it's pretty best career Stanley Cup playoffs hit percentage by the yep. way ever. So it's pretty cool. All right, there's kind of another big story to talk about. <laughs> uh, besides the fact um, that we have the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, who just got out of the courtroom. He's going to be joining us in about 10 minutes. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump is going to be joining us on this show in about 10 minutes. I can't or so. believe you're saying so, that. So, yeah, it's, it's really unbelievable. So, you're going to want to stay tuned. Again, There's going to be four, some fireworks there. The 45th president of the United States has agreed to come on this show in about 10 minutes. So, he's going to be joining us. So, pretty incredible. You're going to want to stick around for that. Uh, of course, we know he's just recently been under arrest at the federal courthouse in Miami, facing 37 criminal charges related to his handling of classified documents at his Florida Mar a Lago resort. Uh, to no surprise, he has. Um, been found. Uh, he is he is uh, pleaded not guilty. Now, I don't think anybody's surprised at that. No. Uh, the first former U.S. president, by the way, to face federal charges. He pleaded not guilty. The second indictment comes just months after Trump was charged by a Manhattan grand jury in a separate hush money case. Uh, as we know, Donald Trump uh, has denied any wrongdoing in both cases. Has vowed to stay in the 2024 race despite the charges. Uh, the scene in Miami has been somewhat surreal. You know, we've been watching it just like um, we were watching the Stormy Daniels situation, the hush money case. It's riveting. Yeah. It seems like we've watched a lot of stuff like that with Donald Trump. What? The, the riots on January yep. 6th, the Stormy yeah. Daniels. And here's something interesting, by the, the way. The Zelensky phone call. The, yeah. <laughs> and so we, haven't even, we have begun to talk about that. A federal judge has released Donald Trump without any conditions. Now, sometimes there might be conditions. Example, you can't leave the country. Oh, so um, he can do what he wants. So he, he can do what he wants. I don't, I, don't, I don't really have a problem Me with neither. that. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, we're not talking about a rapist here. Uh, well, maybe in the past he has, uh, but that's another story for another show. <laughs> but uh, these charges have nothing to do with uh, violent crimes. Uh, it has to do with the Espionage Act, which, by the way, is very, very serious. But we're going to have to wait and see what happens here. He's, if you're, he's still the number one Republican candidate. He has yeah, to travel. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing for the judge to do at all. And I want to repeat this again for people on social media. It's it's pretty cool. The former president of the United States, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, is going to be joining us on this show on the phone in about 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know how much time we have with him. His assistants have not told me, but he will be joining us on the show Give or take, in around 10 minutes, Donald Trump will be joining us. So, How did you get cleared um, by Secret Service? I haven't been cleared by Secret <laughs> Service, but uh, Mr. Trump will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. The judge said that former President Trump could have no contact with any witnesses in the case, including Walt Nada, who currently works for him. Uh, that's interesting because Nada they has... can't speak now? That's interesting because he's been spending the last couple of days with him. He's uh, his right-hand man, essentially, uh, right? Correct. So he is not allowed to be... Uh, Hanging out with Nada. We'll ask Donald Trump about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, you know, um, I was looking at the indictment and looking at all the photos of the boxes. It is absolutely staggering how many boxes are spread out yeah. all over Mar-a-Lago. I have so many questions. Should we what ask him about thinking? that? We should ask Trump yes. that. Yeah. How did he get him out of the White I House? I don't know if he'll be able to answer that question, uh, but we can ask him. Well, he's going to say yeah. he's innocent. Yeah. Could, could we just remind people quickly that these... Documents contain nuclear program information, highly sensitive material about potential vulnerabilities of our country and its allies and military attacks. That is serious, serious stuff, Brian. 
Yeah, no, there's no question. It's it's it, it's serious, serious stuff. And uh, you can see in the pictures that Nada is a few feet away from Donald Trump as he's walking into the courthouse. So they're not going to have they're not allowed to have any contact. Uh, leave it to Donald Trump maybe to screw that up. I, I don't know if he can. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, Trump doesn't look happy. He doesn't look happy walking into the courtroom. He doesn't look happy walking out of the courtroom today. He doesn't look like a happy camper. And quite frankly, he didn't look like a happy camper walking into the courtroom in the Stormy Daniels case in the hush money. Uh, this is much more serious. I can't believe you're having him on the show. Yeah. I know he's doing a speech in Jersey tonight at his golf country club there, mm-hmm. but you're getting him before that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we are getting the first exclusive interview with Donald Trump uh, since this indictment appearance. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, the 45th president of the United States is going to be joining us here in about five minutes or so. So you're certainly not going to want to miss that live on this show. Coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, big news day. No question. You know, there's so much to talk about here. Uh, what does this mean uh, for Donald Trump? What does this mean for his run for the presidency again in 2024? What does this mean for the country? Uh, let me be very clear when I say this is all very bad for the country. This is all very bad. Yes, it's bad for Donald Trump. This is bad for the country. It's not just bad for Republicans. It's bad for Democrats, too. It's bad for the United States of America. This is an embarrassment. And uh, one of Donald Trump's assistants, or I guess one of his spokespeople, uh, spoke before or as this indictment was going down. And she said that uh, the people, uh, the special counsel and everyone involved in this hates America, which is the most mesmerizing and idiotic statement um, that I've ever heard, because that's not the case. I, I remember, I, I, you know, I, I heard I heard people say that, uh, you know, if you wear a mask, you hate the country. If you support Dr. Fauci, you hate the country. If you're a Democrat, you hate the country. If you voted for Joe, Joe Biden, you hate the country. It's all ridiculous. It's, it's a crazy, ridiculous statement. Every word she said was a lie. Yeah. And you know when Republicans or his spokespeople, whoever's speaking for Trump has to speak, you know when they start yelling, they don't know what they're talking about. It's almost like their voice raises and they're just trying to get through to his MAGA fans by the power of the voice without any information because everything she said was a lie. And Trump just posted on Truth Social before, it's a sad day for America. It absolutely is a sad day for America, but what you don't understand, it's because of you. You could have just stopped all this by giving the information, the classified information documents back, and none of this would be happening today. Brian, none of this would be happening. You're right. He'd be going on with his presidential campaign, and he might even be in a better position because this Bragg's indictment looks a little soft. He could be complaining about that. Well, you're right. And it's, it's amazing to me as you set the scene, and there are maybe a couple hundred people, maybe several hundred people outside this, uh, Miami federal courthouse. I thought there was going to be more, actually. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think. Where are you in your life and how productive are you as a member of society when you decided to wake up today and may, you may or not may or may not have a job. I don't know. Maybe you work third shift that you decided to take it upon yourself today, not as a member of the media doing a job, but as a citizen to put on that MAGA hat and your Trump posters and walk out, you know, walk near the courthouse and stand there for hours with your MAGA hat on. I'm just trying to think for a second, what goes through one's mind that they would have the time or they would think that that is a good use of their time to do that? I, I just find that to be pathetic and interesting. Hey, at least so far it's been peaceful, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least it's <laughs> peaceful. That, yeah, I'll that, say that's, that. But that's I mean, the main thing. Honestly, like what type of person are you that you woke up today and you said, I'm going to put my MAGA gear on, I'm going to hold my poster up, 
for hours because they have nothing better to do. Anyway, I find that very interesting. I find something. It's the cult following. Like yeah. you say over and over again, <laughs> right. that's, that's the only thing I can think of that makes people do that, that yeah. that influenced by a specific yeah. individual. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So again, this is mesmerizing and I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but uh, for PTL listeners out there pushing the limits, we have an exclusive interview with Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States coming up here in just a few minutes. We are going to take a break, Guy, and when we come back, you're going to be hearing from the former president himself in an exclusive interview and his first public comments since well, walking out of a, a Miami courtroom. Brian's kept this dark on me as well. I'm, I'm like the listeners in the car right now, wherever you guys are. This is I'm, I'm perplexed, mesmerized, interested, curious by all this that's unfolding yep. right now. All right. Well, Donald Trump is coming up next, folks, the 45th president of the United States. You're certainly not going to miss it. And uh, if you have any suggestions for any questions that you think I should ask him, I'll certainly take those. And uh, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, Donald J. Trump will be joining us. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on 107.1 FM, 1400 AM, KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? When you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware. Go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. 
everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is pushing the limits on a very busy news day. That is for sure. Tuesday. Well, it's official, folks. Donald Trump was just under arrest, facing 37 criminal charges related to the handling of classified documents. I would imagine this is a very trying day for Donald Trump, a very trying day for his family. And let's also call it for what it is. It's a very trying day for his many MAGA supporters out there. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to make him wait on hold. Exclusive, his first statements since being indicted in a Miami courtroom. The 45th president of the United States joining us on Pushing the Limits, Donald J. Trump. Mr. President. Hello. Oh, hello, Mr. President. Can you hear me? I can hear you you very well, loud and clear. Fantastic, fantastic! It was very noisy outside of the courthouse. It was uh, it was incredible. We had probably a million supporters out there for me. It was really it was very moving. The whole thing was very moving. Wow! So you're actually taking a positive to what took place. Uh, I mean, you just got out of the courtroom a couple moments ago, Mr. President. How are you feeling? Got out of the courtroom. How are you feeling? I feel absolutely. Let me tell you something. There's a big difference between a Miami courtroom and a New York courtroom. Remember my last arrested I April. Do. do you remember I do. that? I, I do, it was yeah. Incredible. No, one gets, no one gets arrested and indicted like me. I'm so good at this now, I have to tell you. But, you know, I was in New York, which, by the way, you know, is infected with looting, rioting, murder. It was mayhem. It was mayhem when I was in New York. It was, it was incredible. But in Miami, peaceful, quiet, beautiful, sunny, so close to Mar-a-Lago. I, I, I thought it was incredible. We had an amazing judge, Judge Eileen Cannon. She's fantastic. Good friend of mine. We had dinner last night. She Wait, really she made it so easy for us. Mr. Pre- with that? That's inappropriate, Mr. President. You're telling me you had dinner with the judge presiding over your case? I had dinner with the judge. It was incredible. It was really yeah. nice. Went to a wonderful, uh, wonderful Italian restaurant. She really likes me, I have to tell you. Did I mean, you I wouldn't do her. She's very unattractive. But, you know, <laughs> I have to be nice. I have to be nice. She's maybe a five. Maybe a five. Very thick. Thick glasses. Huge turn off for me. Not a good turn off for you. Yeah, that is a turn off. Yeah. But yeah, you no. know what to turn on? Innocence. Innocence. She's probably going to dis- dismiss the case, to tell you the Wasn't truth. Wasn't this the same judge that presided over another case that you had, and then uh, she was found wrong uh, with it, with the judgment she made? And you guys are... Yeah, they, 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 the, the, the tribunal, of, they, they, they were very mean to her. 
They're very mean to her. What she said was, I should get special privileges because I used to be the president. And these wow. stupid judges said, no, 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 no. American law is everyone's equal under the law. First off, I'm not equal. I'm extra equal. You know what I'm saying? I'm extra <laughs> no, equal. No, I understand. So let's just keep it I that to, way. Mr. President, I, if you're just joining us, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, nice enough to join us moments after leaving uh, the Miami courthouse. Mr. President, I have to ask you this. Is Melania Trump uh, jealous at all that you actually, it sounds like you went on a date, inappropriate, I think, Mr. President, but with the judge presiding over your case, uh, you went out with her last I, night. Is Melania jealous of that, Mr. President? Have you seen the photos of this judge? There's nothing to worry about. Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> Melania is smoking hot. And I hope to see her very soon. Somehow her ankle bracelet fell off, so we're not exactly sure where she is. <laughs> Why is she? Not? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Mr. President. By the way, I was unaware Melania had an ankle bracelet on. You're breaking news here. Uh, why was she not side by side with you today in, a, in the Miami courtroom? You know, she's very busy. She's, you know, she's very busy. She loves to shop. She loves to tan. She loves to, you know, have the, the drinks with the ladies at lunch. And I'm not going to drag her in there. I'm not going to be like all of these politicians who bring their wives in and hold their hands. They don't even see these people. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's all a bunch of, it's all a bunch of crap. Yeah. So with me, you get the real deal. You get the real deal. And listen, it's different. You know, they're crucifying, they're crucifying me for being white and successful, just like Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. So much winning. And by the way, Jesus was very, very rich. No one talks about, no one talks about that. <laughs> but, but like, That's why they hated him. You're right. That's why they hated him. You're right. He was very rich, Mr. And so are you. Uh, of course he was. His, his father's God. His father's God. He's got more. He has all the mineral rights and the oil rights and the gold rights and the silver rights. He owns everything. That's why they didn't like I Jesus. didn't know you were That's so right. knowledgeable when it came to Jesus and God. I didn't think you were a very rich man. I am now. Man. I am now. Yeah, I didn't, I I didn't now, know that, Mr. Mr. President. I didn't even know that. So, so moving forward, Mr. President, will you be stopping by Ron DeSantis' house? I mean, you are in Florida. You guys aren't really friends, are you? No, we're not friends. The guy's stealing my act. It's so sad. It's so sad, I have to tell you. You know what I mean? Hold on one second. Did, did you get it? Did you get it? I did. Did you get it? I did. did. you have it? Okay, we're, we're at McDonald's. We're, at, we're on the run, as they say. You are. Okay. I want to make sure they get the, my order correctly. And then I'm going to throw all the rappers at Ron DeSantis's house. Oh, wait, is it DeSantis or DeSantis? Let me give you a piece of advice. Don't change your name in the middle of a campaign. That's the best advice Fair I enough. can give Ron DeSantis. Mr. Ooh, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one yet. Uh, Mr. President, be honest with me, though. Why did you mm. keep these classified documents? Why didn't you turn them over? Like, what do you have to hide in there, Mr. President? I, I have nothing to hide. I, I, these are my documents. These are my documents. Listen, 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 listen. Let me explain this to you, okay? When you're the CEO of Pepsi-Cola, or Kentucky Fried Chicken, and all those things, you know, like the, the, the secret sauce and, you know, all that stuff, the, uh, you're allowed to take that. I take a prize. That's a prize. I took all my prizes because I won. So much winning. So much winning. So I take all this stuff. They knew I took it. They've got photos of me with boxes on private planes and everything else. They knew I took it, you know, and then they said, give it back. I said, I'm not going to give it back. This is mine. This is why they said, no, 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 there's nuclear secrets. No, 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 no. I was like, not anymore. You know what I mean? Because I love to show these people this stuff. It's very exciting. Mr. President, very we've exciting. seen the documents in the bathroom, the shower. We've seen them all over Mar-a-Lago. I'm assuming... On the stage, on the, the stage. stage. I'm assuming like all these band. places are like highly secure and have great locks on them. Different to most places, right? 
Very, very secure. Mar-a-Lago is the most secure country club you've ever been in. You know, you can you can go to the grill, you can get a shower. By the way, <laughs> this week only, you know, usually the initiation at Mar-a-Lago is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'm knocking off this week only for the indictment ten dollars. Ten dollars. Thirty-three bathrooms in Mar-a-Lago. I didn't expect I know, to I find know. them, did you? Well, you know what I always say about the dumps, the dumps. You know, I talk about the dumps on election night, but they, I like to do those too, so I need them all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining us, the 45th president, i got to be honest with you, Mr. President, uh, you seem to be in very, very good spirits considering that, you know, you're facing very serious criminal charges. You seem like... But I, you, you know what? I'm a quick learner. I'm a quick learner. And this is my second time. I did great. I did great. And tonight, we're going back to New Jersey... Back to New Jersey, back to Bedminster. Have you been there? I've Fantastic never had club. The next, mm. the next time you're in New Jersey, I'll make sure I'm not there, and you can visit the club. <laughs> but anyway, tonight we're going to probably raise five million dollars, and all I had to do was get indicted. And believe me, if, if I can raise five million dollars a day, indict me every single day. That's a lot care. of money. You're right. That's a lot care. of money. I, I got to ask you about your, your 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 friend Sleepy Joe. I mean, you know, Joe Biden was asked if he would ever pardon you, and he didn't even answer the question. He kind of lapped it off. Do you think you and Joe Biden will ever see eye to eye? What What do you make of him these days, Mr. President? Well, you know, like you said, he's very he's he's very sleepy. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. But at the same time, he's incredibly diabolical, and he's working against me. So he's both. He's what they call a contradiction. He's a contradiction. He's, he's both sleeping and evil at the same time. It's, he's sleeping evil. Remember Sleeping Beauty? He's sleeping evil. I do. I, I do remember that. Again, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, exclusive interview moments after he walked out of a Miami courtroom. And, and, and Mr. President, he, he just he just talked about how he's going to be doing a fundraising campaign tonight and, and be donating a lot of money. Yeah, Mr. President, what do you see of the next year and a half ahead of you now? Like, what are your plans? Are you going to be traveling the world with Melania, campaigning? What What, what are your plans now? What are your lawyers telling well, you? Well, you know, you know me. I love to work and I love to golf. So I'm going to probably be playing a lot of golf and then probably once or twice a week doing a rally, then doing interviews with wonderful people like you who don't, you know, who don't push back, which I appreciate because, you know, because these other people, they always ask like, you know, well, you actually were kind of edgy there with asking me why I took those things, but that's okay. That's okay, Brad, because I like you. I like you. I love the Jewish people. Great people. Fantastic oh people. You know what I did for you people. You get it. You get it. Uh, what have you done? But what about black people? Because you talk a lot about that. You only got 12% of the black vote. Do you think black people in this country love you, Mr. President? Absolutely love me. My black friend is always at my rally. We fly him all over the country. These are wonderful people, great people. And believe me, you know, I was friends with Mike Tyson. I was friends with Mike Tyson. I was friends with his fantastic, uh, incredible manager with the pointy hair. What was his name? I think it was Don King. I think it was Don King, yeah. Don King, my very close friend, Don King. I always mix him up with Larry King. (laughs) (laughs) Two very very different people. Why did you have dinner with Kanye West? Because, you know, he's a known anti-Semite, Mr. President. Why would you associate yourself with somebody like Kanye West? Because he's an anti-Semite. He's against hate. He's anti. 
He's anti. Is that, is that what that means? I thought anti-Semite. Yes, anti. I thought that mean you hated the Jews if, if you're an anti-Semite. So you're saying... I anti- thought if you were a Semite, you hated the Jews. Oh. If you're anti-Semite, I'm, you like the Jews. Am I right? You're Am star- I right? That's starting to make sense. So when everybody calls Kanye West an anti-Semite, it actually means he's anti anti-Semitism. Are we making sense here, Mr. Is that what you're trying to you're say? You're making sir? sense to me. You're yeah, making but, sense to me. Yeah, and, the and I have to did, tell you, and the other guy he brought with him, I heard he was not the great, whatever his yeah, name Nick was, Fuentes, Jose Canseco uh, or something. Nick Fuentes. Or, yeah, the, yeah. the white supremacist. Nick Fuentes. Yeah, yeah. Nick Fuentes. Honestly, I have to be honest, I didn't know who Nick Fuentes was. I thought he was from MTV or something. Uh, Wasn't he on MTV? I, 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 I think you're thinking of Daisy Fuentes, Mr. President. <laughs> oh, uh, who I actually Daisy met. She's, she's probably your type, Mr. President. She's now married. Oh, to- she is my type. Yes. She is my type. She's my ideal Mexican date, Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's Daisy married to, uh, I would love to be she's married to a man. She's very pretty. Married to a man that's not a big fan of yours, Richard Marks, a very famous musician who's done this show before. I wanted to ask you about Chris Christian. Wait a minute. Yes. Richard Marks? She's married to Richard Marks? Daisy Fuentes is married to Richard Marks, who, like I said, is not a fan of yours. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know that about Daisy. I yeah. had no idea because Richard Marks, what a husband, what a loser. What, she <laughs> only had 25, 30 hits? I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> You're right. Complete loser. Uh, I want to ask. Complete loser. Speaking, but he does look good for his age. He does true. look good for he his does. age. And so do you, Mr. President. Speaking of people who may not look good for their age, I think you'd agree with this one. Uh, he's not a fan of yours either. Chris Christie. So Chris Christie uh, has been on the campaign. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Oh, uh, do you believe this guy? Do you believe this guy? I mean, he is unbelievable. You know, I helped him out so much. I helped this guy out so much. And look at him. Look at this guy. I mean, you know, people say you shouldn't make fat jokes. Why not? He's fat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mr. President. He's uh, incredible. Listen. This guy, this Christie, I, I don't even know. what Christie's going to go down like a lead balloon. Another traitor. I mean, I've seen doorstops that have more personality than this guy. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly. Mr. President. When's the last? I don't want you to be angry at me, Mr. President, okay? But I have to be honest here. You're not exactly on the front of Fitness Magazine either. Why would you fat shame Chris Christie? Because he's fat. But other than that, I mean, this guy's got more chins than a Chinese phone. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen those before and after weight loss yes. photos? Have yes, you I, seen those? Yes, He's I, before. <laughs> Mr. President, let's talk about a former very good friend. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a few more Christie jokes. I got a few jokes. I mean, I took a photo with him two years ago, and it's still printing. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm sorry. You know, I've known him a long time. He's a very, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And, And you know what he likes? And I know him personally. He likes an intimate dinner for two when he's alone. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Mr. President <laughs> Go ahead <laughs> I want to move on to a former close friend of yours That attended your wedding But then you ran against her and you won the presidency Hillary Clinton Why Lock her Why have Lock you been indicted <laughs> And crooked Hillary hasn't She's got better You know what uh, you know, I look back on all of this, and I should have paid my attorneys. I should have paid my attorneys. I'd be in a much better spot. She gets away with murder. Look, I'm the victim here. I'm the victim here. She she hand washed thirty three thousand 
uh, uh, emails with bleach, with Clorox. <laughs> and I know that for a fact. And, and then she basically lied. And she basically lied. She's a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> and, you know, there's rumors that she's actually slept with a porn star. Oh, who would that, a man or woman? Oh, well, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I don't know, Mr. Yeah, President. You seem to have all the answers. I mean, I, I'm just I'm just going by what you say. Cause I, I'm just going to put it out there, and you guys run with it, okay? okay? Well, I mean, you seem like a pretty honest guy. You're, you're, you're fair and honest. I, listen, I am the most honest person you will ever meet. <laughs> I'm the most honest person you will ever meet. And that's not just me saying that. Everyone's saying that. You know what I mean? Even the Democrats say, he's so honest. <laughs> he's so honest. It's true. Yeah, the, I'm like a Boy Scout. I don't know if many Democrats are saying that these days, Mr. President. But in, in closing here, I want you, and I'm so happy, Mr. President, that you chose our show to come on first. I, I really am. Yes, thank you. Uh, I want to ask you. You're welcome. Uh, you're speaking to, you know, there are many MAGAs out there that want to hear from you now. Uh, <laughs> moments after you walked out of the courthouse now, you were nice enough to call us, or I think we called you. Uh, but that's another story. But, uh, Mr. President, what is your message? I want to know what your message is to all the MAGAs out there and maybe even some of your naysayers. This is a very tough day for you. I want you to share your message to the world right now. Here's my message to the world uh, when the bailiff with tears in his eyes, at just now in Miami. He said, how do you plead? How do you plead? And I said, very not guilty, extremely unguilty, the least guilty person in the history of guiltiness, so unbelievably not guilty, major negative guiltiness, hugely unguilty, maximum not guilty. Am I being clear? Am I being clear? Uh, I think you're being very clear, Mr. President. Uh, and, yes, and, and, and for the Spanish people, pe people in the in the courtroom, because there's a lot of those in Florida. Thank you, Ron, to sanctimonious. <laughs> I said, uh, and, and I said this because I'm bilateral. I can speak many languages. He's bilateral. I said, I am, <laughs> I am muy in. Uh, uh, so I said that there for the record. <laughs> so for so for the people listening uh, to the show right now, because it's very difficult for me to do this interview because he is so talented. He is so funny. Uh, and by the way, I'm not talking about Donald Trump now, believe it or not. I'm talking about I'm talking about a man by the name of uh, John DiDomenico, who lives here in Las Vegas, who is a regular on the Howard Stern show. Uh, Donald Trump is not the only incredible person that he can impersonate uh he's so funny and so talented and i believe we have john now on the line what? john that wasn't the president no, no that's right that baby not. it's me guy fieri <laughs> i'm driving the bus to flavor town all right guy so, fieri why is it that every show you do you never say the food doesn't taste good why is it every place you go to it's always heavy baby i've always, I've always thought I that too anything wrong it's not free anymore i love i love this guy john you are just you are the best hey, uh, what a, oh, what a crazy you. what a crazy day, John! Right to be a Trump impersonator oh, and God. one of the best in the world. Uh, when's your next appearance on Howard? Um, probably not until after the break. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm going out on the road, and it makes it impossible to get up, you know, super early. Because you know, when I'm here in Vegas, I get up at two thirty in the morning. Oh. We log on at three a.m. for like a rehearsal and kind of go through the day, you know, for starts, and then I'm. I'm on the call. I'm on the show for like four hours. Oh. So those are brutal days. 
I mean, but I, you are you are just incredible. And and like, what better show? I mean, I got into radio because of Howard, and the fact that and there's a reason why they have you on so much because you're you're so good at what you do. What is that like for you? Is that surreal for you? If somebody asked you, John, like 20 or 30 years ago, uh, you're going to be a regular. The people at the Howard Stern Show are going to love you. You're going to be a paid employee of the Howard Stern Show. What would you have said? Wait, I'm paid? <laughs> They're paying me? Uh, no, you know, I, I look back to the fact my brother George lived in Long Island uh, in the East Islip, and we would drive up to see him and drive back, and we, as we're driving back, the signal would say, and we would yeah. literally pull over and stop the car because we were listening to a bit on Howard. It was in the 80s, and it's it, to me... To be on the show is just unbelievable. He's one of the few, I, I, I actually, I would say he's the only person who really showcases a lot of different impressionists. I've gotten to meet so many people, you know, Craig Gass, who also mm. lives here in Vegas, who yep. does the Pacino and a bunch of other voices. Yep. Who else? I mean, not even the late night talk shows when they're, when they're in the street. Who else is putting on so much comedic? impression talent other than Howard. Yeah. No, there's nobody. You're right. Nobody. I agree with you. What is it like doing all these corporate events? And, and, and I mean, I would imagine you must get some pretty cool receptions, uh, doing Trump and some of your other, uh, acts, but what, what has it been like being on the road lately, uh, being Donald Trump? Coming back on, it's been incredible. Obviously, um, you know, these are usually, Owner, this isn't like a publicly held company for Trump. Right. (laughs) The other characters, you know, Austin and Leno and all that stuff. But for Trump, it's usually um, the owner of the company, and it could be a really large company. But they're they're pro Trump, and they have me on, and I come out and I'll do the closing, you know, the closing bit and do forty five minutes, and I'm the next all of July is all Trump stuff, which is pretty amazing for this time of year. So I'm, I'm in San Diego, I'm in Indiana, yeah. I'm in um, Orlando. It's, it's, it's just great. You know, it's, yeah. it's great to do. I, I feel yeah. really lucky to do what I do being comedian well, and getting to travel. John, did, John, do you feel sort of indebted to Trump? Because he provides so much endless material for you. Yeah, you know, but he owes me a big, you know, a big debt of gratitude, too, because... <laughs> I was one of the first people doing him back in 2000. I've been doing him for almost 20 years. So, um, you know, I kind of paved the, the road for him, you know, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so you're taking responsibility. <laughs> yeah. So let Trump give you some credit. I, 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 That's I right. That. This guy yeah. attacked John DiDomenico. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know what the amazing thing is? And I've, I've said this about you before, and I'll say it again. Not only are your impersonations like spot on and unbelievably good, but it also takes a lot of talent to be as funny as you are. I mean, you're just a funny, funny, you know, comic. And the fact that you can impersonate these guys and be so quick on your feet, it's just, uh, I, I just, I, I love you, man. And I appreciate you coming on the show. I know how busy you are. I appreciate you always taking the time to come on. Something tells me maybe down the road we'll get Donald Trump back on the show. I don't know, John. Maybe. I think so. Maybe in wardrobe <laughs> in the studio. That would be I that, would love that. That would be something Make else. That happen. Uh, hopefully it won't be too warm. We don't want all that makeup on you. It's like a- that was literally my next. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Probably in September. I love living here, but I melt when I walk out. Yeah, we don't want you wearing all that uh, makeup. You're going to end up looking like Rudy Giuliani when he had that eye. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't want. We don't want that to happen, John. John, you are the freaking best. I love you, man. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Thank you man. so much for coming on. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. We got to grab a beer one of these days, and I appreciate you. Have a good, fun time on the road, okay? 
All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Take care, John. Bye-bye. That is the very funny and talented. I love that guy. John DiDomenico. Hey, and he said he might actually come in studio and be Trump, which would be, uh, that would be something very special. Make that Uh, happen, please. Yes. We have to wait to September, but there'll be a whole new lot of material by then for sure. It's amazing to me, all the people on social media, whether it be Facebook or TikTok or YouTube, wherever you're watching the show, the people and the text messages I'm getting from people that for a moment there thought that that was actually Donald Trump calling into it the It would show. have had me fooled. Yeah. It they, sounds exactly yeah, like yeah. him. He is spot on an incredible impersonator. Like, let me give you an example. If we were conducting a serious interview and he wasn't, you know, he was just answering questions, nobody would think that that wasn't Donald you Trump. You completely fool Nobody. Like, completely. He's un- it's unbelievable. Uh, how, it sounds exactly like it's him. It's unbelievable how good that guy it's is. It's just the satirical yeah. aspect that you yeah. know it's not him, obviously. And you know, Howard Stern, he pays these impersonators, not many of them, a few. Uh, he had Mitt Romney impersonator once. I mean, he's got these guys that are just Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's got these guys that are just so good, right? So he'll have like guests come on and, and they'll think that it's really that person. And this guy's the OG. Yeah, he's, he's been doing Trump for 20 years. He is unbelievably incredible. Mm. Uh, he really is. So my thanks to John DiDomenico who's a great friend, really, really good at what he does. And uh, what a what an impersonation. What an impersonation. That guy's fun. Uh, not not in as good a spirits as the real Donald Trump today. Uh, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, um, he, he's in I wouldn't like to be around the no. real Donald Trump today. He's in trouble. He's in some trouble. <laughs> so on our number two, we are going to have even more fun. If Uh-oh. that wasn't fun enough. What do you all, got now? All the mess I got. Guess who's coming up next? You're going to appreciate this. Adam Carolla. So Adam Carolla, from his famous days with The Man Show, crank anchors he's got one of the most popular podcasts on the planet um and uh we're going to be joined by adam carolla next and i'm going to ask adam a number of different questions i'm going to ask him about his appearances on fox news i'm going to ask him his thoughts on the donald trump indictment i'm going to ask him his thoughts on joe biden i'm going to ask him you know a, a number of different issues and of course his days with the man show and his relationship these days with jimmy kimmel they're obviously obviously on opposite ends of the spectrum he's had a phenomenal career phenomenal yes. career and he is very right but oh sure him and uh, jimmy like you sure, said opposite sure. end of the spectrum because yeah. we know jimmy's comments and oh yeah thoughts. absolutely but before i do that i want to tell you guys about my favorite gaming bar in town jackson's bar and grill love that place uh, it's located at flamingo and jones they have some great promotions like tomorrow if you earn 200 points, you get to spin the wheel for a chance to win up to 3,000. Earn more points, you get to spin the wheel multiple times the more points you earn. On Fridays, if you earn 1,500 points, the following day you get $100 in free slot play. Great food specials. They're going to have the Pass the Puck contest, which could be the last one of the year, by the way. Let's hope it is. Let's hope it is. uh, Where you could win free slot play. Please check them out. Great food, great atmosphere. Tell them I sent you. Jackson's Bar and Grill. They'll treat you good there. They have some of the best bartenders in town. Great food and a great place to watch the game and and play some slot machines. Jackson's Bar and Grill. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, the legend himself, comedian, radio personality, actor, podcaster, Adam Carolla. The Adam Carolla. The real Adam Carolla. Not an impersonator. (laughs) The Adam Carolla. I promise you it's the real Adam Carolla. I got people saying, is this going to be another impersonator? No. No one believes you The real Adam Carolla is going to be joining us next, folks. We'll take a quick break. He's Guy David. I'm Brian Shapiro. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. big fan of stand-up comics and you know radio personalities and 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 i grew up with this guy the guy we have with us uh, on the line right now of course you remember the man show uh one of my favorite shows in the history of tv 
this guy's performing at Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. He's a resident there, which is so cool. He's going to be there actually June 30th, Friday and Saturday, July 1st, then coming back July 20th. The very funny and talented Adam Carolla joining us right now. Uh, Adam, pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you being here, my man. First of all, I got to if somebody said to you 25 years ago that you'd be performing in your good friend Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club in Las Vegas, what would you have said? Um, I I'd be like, Jimmy's not going to be around that long. His talent is limited. And, you know, he kind of caught lightning in a bottle once with uh, Win Benstein's money and then somehow grabbed it again with the man show. But that should be about the last we hear him as far as his talent goes. So I figured he'd be like touring around opening for the presidents of the United States of America. Um, so I'm going to send you a <laughs> Yeah, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy's made quite the career for himself as well. You've done pretty well for yourself, too. Um, I wanted to ask you about that, though. What's it like performing in Las Vegas? I remember I saw you years back. You did a show. I believe it was at Mandalay Bay, and, and it was a show where you just talked about your life and where you came from and what you made of yourself when you were struggling, living paycheck to paycheck. But this is a little different show, right? Now you, you're, you're, it's a different type of show, correct? Yeah, this is a straight stand-up show. You know, what, what you saw was a kind of a one-man show. Uh, you know, maybe a little, you know, Billy Crystal-esque or something. And this is now just, it's just stand-up. Right. Um, so for me, I just kept performing. I just kept evolving. And I just kept uh, basically uh, morphing into just what would be a stand-up with uh, an improv improvisational leaning probably uh, involved with it. But but stand up, but straight stand up. Yeah, I love that. And uh, so cool having you coming out to Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. I wanted to ask you, like, what do you remember about those days and doing the man show with Jimmy? What stands out to you the most? Well, we would go to work. We would come back each season, uh, probably about three weeks before we taped our first show. And we, Jimmy and I shared an office and there'd be a big, big office with a long wall. And the wall had a cork board that was 20 feet long on it. And it would be sectioned off into about 22 slots. Each one represented a show. And we had to take, you know, three by five cards that were pinned. And, you know, it'd say, Jimmy marries a monkey. And then we'd go, all right, we'll put that in the middle of show two. And we'd put a little pin through it and put it up on the board. And then, uh, Adam will do uh, when I am king, you know, and I and we'd go, oh, okay, let's do that in show one. And, but you just look at this wall and it was slotted off and it was empty. And each slot needed seven or 10 elements in it, you know, like a cold open and a monologue and a, and a thing. And I, and, and, you know, roll in bits or commercial parodies. And I would just look at it and go, how are we going to fill up this entire wall? But we would, and we did. And that, that was our job. I love that. And you were a very, very successful show. I wanted to ask you this, like, you guys are, and correct me if you disagree, are very different uh, from a political standpoint, right? You and Jimmy Kimmel, I think it's pretty fair to say that Jimmy Kimmel leans to the left pretty hard. And would it be fair to characterize you as as a Republican? You lean to the right. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Although 
what I am is what I've always been. I just haven't moved, but the, the, the game board moved underneath me, you know, so all the stuff I'd always been saying into a microphone for 25 years remains unchanged. It's just now that is considered Republican. So when he goes after a Marjorie Taylor Greene on a regular basis or Donald Trump, any of the things he does on the show, on the Jimmy Kimmel show, does it bother you at all? No, they're they're people I like, you know, I mean, they're people like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Donald Trump. I mean, they're they're almost cartoon characters and they're sort of <laughs> open to, you know, uh, lampooning as a, as a comedian. You right. know, there are other there are other Republicans that are a little more serious that I think are a little more interesting, uh, but they don't, they don't morph into caricatures. So they, they usually get kind of left alone, but I actually went out for about a three hour dinner with Jimmy two nights ago. And we just sit there and enjoy our, enjoy ourselves, like That's enjoy good. each other's company. Like uh, we don't talk about politics. I, it was never, Something that anybody ever really needed to talk about. It, it was always the uh, the most boring thing you could talk about would be politics. Right. You know, back in the day, it was sure. the least fun thing to talk about. Right. And so when when people got together to have a drink and eat, then why talk about that? It's like I I don't I don't talk about my kids and their grades and school because it's boring. Right. They don't care. I barely care. You know, the waiter doesn't care. I, well, there's so many more interesting things to discuss. I agree. And, and that certainly makes a lot of sense. I wanted to ask you this. You, you've made a lot of appearances on Fox News. You continue to do that. What did you make? Uh, I guess I will bring up politics. <laughs> what, is, what did you make of the whole Dominion lawsuit and everything that went on there? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I talked to Tucker. Uh, about it a little bit um he got thrown under the bus it was pretty a pretty interesting uh settlement which is involving getting him thrown off the air he's going to be crushing it on twitter now i guess so you know uh everyone lands on their feet um i didn't i, I it, it just felt like standard fare to me it felt like what we have become you know fox talks about this and CNN talks about that. And you should definitely vet both of them when they're talking. Now there are things like COVID where I would tend to listen to Fox more than CNN because CNN seemed very aroused by it and, and sensation sensationalized uh, everything. But it, in general, you know, when people go, well, Fox said this and CNN said that I, I get it. What, what I'm a little more interested in is it, it's not really Fox says this and CNN says that it's the LA times and the New York times and USA today and mm -hmm. Reuters and AP and NPR. They all went, you know, in the Sierra club, they all kind yeah. of went left like yeah. hard left. And so mm -hmm. the, the thing that's interesting about this little inflection point we're in is people go, well, look, obviously MSNBC is going to have their take on COVID and then Fox and Ron DeSantis is going to have his take on COVID and their take on COVID. But let's see what USA Today has to say. Right. Or let's see what ABC News has to say, thinking, yeah. well, they're not 
CNN and they're not Fox. And then they're saying exactly what MSNBC is saying. And now we're in a weird point because the Mm -hmm. middle of the road folks that are just supposed to be the folks that are trafficking in the news and the truth and investigation and stuff like that, they're all saying the exact same thing CNN is saying. Right. So if you took the biggest stories of our day, like you took COVID Mm -hmm. or you took Russian collusion or you took Hunter Biden laptop and that that whole story, um, the story that USA Today and ABC News was saying was not any different than CNN's. So there, there's no, and it would be the same with COVID, it'd be the same with Russian collusion. So that's the part that's tricky. And I think that's the part that people have to understand and sort of mm-hmm. decipher. Sure. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Sure. That, that, I mean, that makes complete sense to me. I, I have to ask you this, though. Every network is covering the story today, right, Adam? I mean, as a Republican, I'll ask you, uh, the leader of your party right now is still Donald Trump based on polls, right? DeSantis yeah. is, is getting killed right now. So with that being said, the leader of your party is being indicted today, like within an hour, an hour or two. What do you make of this story? Do you think it's serious? And do you think Republicans should take it seriously? I think from what I understand, because it's really hard to get the straight dope these days, there are definitely things that are definitely troublesome for Trump within that indictment. And then there's a lot of other stuff that's kind of standard issue stuff that all politicians seem to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think there's two. I guess what it is, is there's there's two elements. One is. If you take any successful person, anyone who makes millions of dollars, anyone who's involved, you know, if you took Mark Wahlberg and in this in the DOJ and the FBI and the CIA and the Internal Revenue Company, uh, uh, Internal Revenue Service said, I want to take a deep dive into Mark Wahlberg. Like, mm-hmm. I want to find things on Mark Wahlberg. They would find a ton of stuff. Now, it it would sound like a lot, but it probably wouldn't be a lot. But there'd be a lot of dealings and companies that he owned and monies that went to this or that. And they would just find a ton of stuff, which they I can find. I, I, on I, don't, I don't doubt that. But let me ask you this. I would hope that Mark Wahlberg would comply with the subpoena. That's my issue with this whole thing. Yes. Is it, is appear, it appears as though, right, Adam, that Donald Trump yeah. didn't cooperate. I think if he cooperated, we probably wouldn't be talking about this now, right? Well, it's tough because so I think I think the thing that the Republicans don't like is the appearance of two tiered justice system, you know, Mm -hmm. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Burisma and laptops and tax evasion stuff that all gets kind of slow boated. And then Trump, they get really aggressive with. So I think the argument from most of the people on the right isn't what did Trump do? It's why are you so motivated with Trump in terms of the DOJ? And why not so motivated with Hunter Biden or Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or whoever else is up to whatever else they're up to? And I guess my thoughts are, yeah, if if Hunter Biden broke the law, I want him held to account just like anybody else. Obviously, Hunter's not a politician, but but I absolutely hear what you're saying. One hundred and fifty percent. With that being said, because we only got a couple more minutes here. Have you announced me your question? I, I think I think what Trump I think Trump's thing is. And his experience is they're going to keep coming all day, every day for something all the time. And there's never 
it's never stopped with him. I mean, it started with Russian collusion, and that was three years of, of that. So I think he's now stonewalling. And uh, I don't know if that's a good political or a good legal tactic. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I think his thing is, is no, I'm not cooperating with anybody anymore yeah. because he feels like he's a marked man. But I actually think yeah. that's going to make it worse for him. But we'll have to wait and see what Probably. happens. Yeah, only a couple more minutes left. We're talking to the great Adam Kroll. I grew up watching this guy on the tube. He's awesome. Uh, his podcast is one of my favorites as well. I don't know if you've said this on your show or not, Adam, but I mean, if, if the presidential election was tomorrow, hypothetically speaking, and it was Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, who do you vote for? It's tough. because Well, I, I would vote for Trump. I would never vote for Biden because I think Biden has all the things you don't like about Trump he, he, just in a quiet package. I think there's corruption there. I think he's a liar. I, I I think he's totally full of crap. It's just done in a much more palatable package. I think as you start looking into um, the dealings overseas with Hunter, his brother, and many other family members and shell corporations and everything else, I think you'll find everything you didn't like about Trump. I think you'll find it all in Biden in a much more palatable package i hear guys like vivek ramaswamy and many other guys and i just go this guy's bright he's intelligent he's articulate mm-hmm. like he's got ideas like i like guys like that i just want to hear policy sure and I, agree. I don't and so to me i'm much more attracted to guys like vivek mm-hmm. in terms or 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 uh or rfk jr like just right. just people who look i have a position I'm going to articulate it. You want to debate it? We'll do it. And and Adam, even though you might not like Gavin Newsom because you might not like his policies, I will say this, and I think you'd agree with me on this. He is articulate. He is intelligent. He does talk about policy. And I'd rather see that man that you just mentioned go up against the Gavin Newsom than two old fogies like Joe Biden and Donald Trump up there debating, right? I would I would rather see Gavin Newsom, who I believe has the wrong policy versus Joe Biden, who I believe has no policy or any policy, depending on what somebody tells him to do. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd much rather see a debate where, you know, you like the Steelers. I like the Ravens. Mm -hmm. Let's have an argument. Yeah. It's not Joe Biden. It's you like the Steelers and I like sports. (laughs) And and now we're not going to we're not going to ha- have a debate. <laughs> I like that analogy. I know you got to run, Adam. Last question. Uh, I want to promote your shows Friday, June 30th. Not that you need the promotion, but Friday, June 30th, July the 1st. Uh, you're at Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Your shows are awesome. For people that have never seen you, you I stand up. Think, Tell me. I think I got June 15th uh, coming up here. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, uh, the email that I got did not say that. But if it is June 15th, then let's throw that in there as well. Because uh, I know you have a residency. Yeah. Okay, well, great. That's an extra show that we'll have to check out. Uh, people have never seen your yeah, show this, before. Uh, this Thursday, seven thirty at the uh, Kimmel's Club. So, oh, jump okay. on it. Well, that's yeah. in a couple of days. Uh, well, yeah. uh, listen, I cannot thank you enough, Adam. I know you got to run. Thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate you, my man. And I'd love to maybe get a little bit deeper with you into some political issues. We could have a good conversation down the road. But I appreciate your time, sir. And I know you got a very important podcast to do. So we'll let you go. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks, Adam. My pleasure. All right. There you go. The great uh, Adam Carolla joining us on the show. What did you make of that interview, Guy? 
Good interview. What do you think Good about interview. Adam Carolla? As I put on the correct headset, I put on the wrong one, by the way. You're good at those interviews because I know you want to get into politics with him and talk his his Republican beliefs and his hatred for Joe Biden, obviously. Right, right. But you do it in a way that is very endearing, yeah. for lack of a better term. And you also yep. touched on his, his comedy because he is a real, real talent. But so he I disagrees with you. So I didn't have political side. I agree. Yeah, I didn't have enough time to really get into a debate with him. But here are some of the things he said that I completely disagree with. He tried to make comparisons between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. He made generalizations and he called Joe Biden a liar. What I would have said is, okay, has Joe Biden said anything close to a lie where people died? Like, for example, we had something called the January 6th insurrection where Donald Trump lied and, by the way, continues to go on that very same lie that he won the 2020 election in a landslide. Has Joe Biden lied? Did, did he cause an insurrection or incite violence? Now, obviously, the answer is no. So I would start there. Then I would say, number two, what has Joe Biden lied about? Tell us. Where is your evidence that Joe Biden lied? Now, maybe Joe Biden has lied before. But can you give me an example of a serious type of lie that Joe Biden has made that caused, for example, an insurrection or people dying? Rhetoric, incitement of violence. And again, of course, the answer is no. And then he went into Hunter Biden's laptop, which is what so many of these righties like to do. Magas, and I would have said, Mr. Carolla, with all due respect, for five years, Republicans have had the opportunity to investigate Hunter Biden and his laptop. What have they come up with? Just because in a comment, Hunter Biden said, the big guy, and they use that statement as if some sort of crime had occurred, the answer is no. There is no evidence to well, prove well, Brian, that. Brian, this is the Republican way. And it's not just MAGAs right now. Apart from a few Republicans, mainly right. Nick uh, Mitt Romney, this is what they're doing. They know Trump's evidence is pretty damning right now. Mm -hmm. They can't really defend him right. for everything that's going on. So they deflect, defer to a Democrat without any evidence. Yeah. Even Adam Carolla there, he used the word, he's secretly corrupt. Secretly corrupt means... He might be corrupt, but we have no evidence, so I don't really know yeah. what else to say. Yeah. That is their go-to, and it's that's what their only go-to right it's, now. It, it's whataboutism with the Republicans today. They don't want to talk about the Trump indictment. At least most of them don't. There are Everything's some that are- a 180. Right. They, they want to talk about Hillary Clinton's emails, which, by the way, was already investigated. No crime was committed. Uh, it, it was investigated. Uh, they want to talk about Mike Pence. Uh, no crime was committed. It was investigated and cleared. And Joe Biden's classified documents that were uh, in his garage, which, by the way, his attorneys turned over when they found out it was there and they complied. They did everything it, by the book. Right. It's still under investigation. It's, but, it's getting ridiculous. Like, yeah. Can't people see the indictment in all those boxes yeah. in certain places of Mar-a-Lago and the severity of the classified yeah. information towards our country yeah. that was in those yeah. boxes? Yeah. So, and listen, I like Adam Carolla. I've always liked him oh, as a comedian. He's, he's a talented comedian. He's got a good podcast. I don't agree with a lot of his politics and his opinions on politics. Uh, he's obviously close with Tucker Carlson. They're pals. He goes on Fox News all the time. So, so look, um, we will disagree, but I, I would be happy to have, because he's, he's a very smart guy. Adam Carolla is not a dumb guy. He's a very smart guy. And I would love to have a cordial, you know, conversation debate with him. But in this interview that I did with him today, I just didn't have the time to do that. They only gave me about 15 minutes. So in 15 minutes, you know, I can only ask about his stand up, talk a little politics with him. But, you know, in, when no, I push, it, it's a tease. It's getting right, to second base. Right. You when know, I, you want to follow up. Exactly. And when I, when I push back with people, um, you know, when, when I, when I push back on people, um, I need more time than 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 fifteen minutes or so. But obviously, look, I can't handle this just 
switching that it's Biden's presidency and it's Hillary and it's Pence and it's Biden. They're all corrupt. It's Hunter. It's yeah. his laptop. I'm over it. Look at what Trump did. He could have prevented all this by just handing the documents back like they yeah. did. And this would not be happening right yeah. now. Yeah. So as far you as reaching, no question, reaching. no it's, question, no question. So as far as what happened today, uh, just a quick update for those of you that are wondering, uh, Trump pleaded not guilty. No surprises there. Facing 37 criminal charges. Uh, he left the courthouse. Uh, the judge put no stipulations on what he can or can't do, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. And he made a stop at this Miami cafe uh, right afterwards. Uh, I guess he grabbed some food and uh, oh, he stopped for uh, lunch. Yeah, I guess I guess he stopped at some cafe. A and, well done burger yeah, and a diet. Coke. It's like it's like who cares? You know who cares? <laughs> who cares where he stopped for lunch? It's like who cares? Oh, well, I guess he's a man of the people. Be- what happened there? I don't know what we just heard. But uh, anyway, of course, it was Byron Donalds that puts this all over. Byron Donalds is the black Republican. Uh, who's been brown nosing Donald Trump ever since he got into office, so he could get into office. And he's posting on his Twitter page of some, so just because Donald Trump stopped at some cafe, I guess he's the man of the people. But that will be trending somewhere yeah. on Twitter now. Yeah. It'd be yeah. like, like, who cares? I don't care. Like, hashtag I don't care. Trump for Americans, because yeah. Trump stopped at a cafe yeah. and he spoke yeah. to the care. waitress who, who took his order of a well done burger. That's, yeah. that's what it's going to be like that. It's yeah. another narrative after. Yeah. The court indictment. By the way, some some guy dressed in a jail suit. This is kind of funny. I actually, saw this. jumped in front of the motorcade, causing a massive police and secret service response. Uh, police removed the protester. Uh, it's interesting, right? Republicans are going to be up in arms about this protester in a, in a jail suit that jumped in front of the car. But when it comes to January sixth and people beating police officers, uh, let's get them out of jail. That's 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 totally you know it's it's hilarious. It, I, I truly don't believe. <laughs> I'm showing an Im- guy. I'm seeing an image of this guy in the jumpsuit. <laughs> it's actually it's actually quite funny, actually. Uh, and uh, he's st- who cares if he stopped at some cafe? Who cares? By the way, I guess Melania Trump was at the courthouse today. Uh, I guess she uh, uh, we see somebody that might look like Melania Trump, but it's actually not her. We've seen uh, on Fox News. They said breaking news. Melania Trump arrives at Miami court. But I guess Fox News was wrong because it was somebody that looked like Melania on Trump. Twitter's trending Mel- right now with a hashtag fake Melania. Yeah, that's it, not it actually wasn't. Melania. That's not a real Melania Trump. No. Who knows? Maybe that's uh, one of Donald Trump's side pieces that will. Uh, Accuse him of sexual assault very soon. Could uh, I? Could I ask you this? It's, yeah, quickly. Then we got to go to break. We, okay, quickly. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think. I think all the other the Republicans want Trump in jail. They want him gone. I truly believe. I that. think secretly I a think lot of them won't say that publicly, but I believe they you're will probably never say right. Public, yeah. And one of my, when they're out of office, they say it. Paul Ryan spoke the truth today. Yeah. Liz Cheney speaks the truth. Mm-hmm. They, it's when they're scared of their careers and the power of Trump. So they are gutless and they're scared to say it. Yeah. So uh, as a whole now, Donald Trump has 71 felony counts he's facing. Jeez. He's got 26 sexual assault accusers. He has six bankruptcies. He has two known hush money payments. There's probably many more that we don't know of. Uh, he has two losses to the New York Attorney General. He has two impeachments, two divorces, and two arrests. He did win one election, though. Uh, one election. Uh, so there you go. Most That's Donald Trump, the winner. Uh, all you MAGAs out there must be very happy. Uh, but uh, listen, I don't want Joe Biden to run again. I've been very, very clear on that. I, I, don't, I don't want Donald Trump to run in 2024. I prefer many others uh, than jo- Joe Biden out there. I've been very clear on that. But can, if it can was it be more deflating than the 2024 
Biden and Trump running again? No, I mean, it would be it, terrible. Bad for the it's country. It's not good for the country. No, not good for the country at all. I would still vote for Joe Biden over Donald Trump. Me I'd too. vote for a tinfoil can over Donald Trump. But uh, uh, truth be told, uh, we, we need younger people in office on both sides of the aisle. And I've been very clear on that. We don't want criminals or felons or, we, you know, we don't want uh, orange turds in there either. If but, Trump gets uh, in office, do you think he'll be the Trump personal revenge tour? Revenge Very dangerous for the country because it, he's going to. I don't think you care about he's anyone be going himself after. and get, making it right for yep. what he thought was You're unjust. Ab- absolutely right. If he does win election, which I don't think he will, re-election, uh, it, that's all it would be. He'll be going after everybody that he feels that have wronged him. Uh, it'd be terrible for the country. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens, and we'll cover more of this tomorrow. But something that we need to cover today. Yep. We started talking about it in hour number one. We're going to continue to ca- talk about it in the final segment of the show. The Vegas Golden Knights have an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. They could be holding the cup here in about eight hours. It's unbelievable. Scary. A surreal. We could be seeing a surreal moment and a historic moment for not just the Vegas Golden Knights, for hockey and for Las Vegas. So coming up next, what better person to preview the game than the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights? I've always loved having him on, and today more important than ever. The voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dan Duva, is going to be joining us next. Can't wait. Uh, Take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you about my friends at Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones, and they're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs, routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. Please give them a call, 702-248-0554. They accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, and their office visits start at just $95. Again, that number. 702-248-0554. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today 
and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Tuesday and a very important day if you're a hockey fan, if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan, or just a his- historian of Las Vegas. This, this could be a very special day, the Vegas Golden Knights. In about, gosh, three and a half hours from now. Counting are, down. Are, yeah, counting down uh, game five with, with a closeout game for the Knights. A chance to, I can't believe I'm saying this, it's pretty uh, amazing, the chance to raise the cup in Las Vegas. What a, what a special day that this could very well be for the Vegas Golden Knights, for, for the city of Las Vegas, and for really anybody that has supported this team since day one. And uh, I figured what better person, a guy that's been doing my show for years, and I'm always appreciative when he takes the time. So good at what he does. Of course, I'm talking about the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, who's going to be calling the game tonight, as he always does. Dan Duva joining us right now on the line. Dan, always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate the time. How are you? I'm great, Brian. How are you? I'm feeling pretty good. How did you feel waking up today? What's the first thing that entered your mind? <laughs> well, you know, I've got, uh, you know, coffee to make, laundry to do. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of silly little things that we all do in our lives that, uh, you know, I suppose are part of the regular routine of preparing for hockey broadcasts. And, you know, after 103 of these, it'll be 104 today throw in seven preseason games. I mean, that's that's a lot of games, and uh, you know the teams, you know the stories, you make sure your T's are crossed, your I's are dotted, and uh, you hope that uh, the, the game itself lives up to the excitement that we all feel going into it. I have to ask you, Dan, as the hockey historian that you are, I'm just curious, have you ever been in a building watching an NHL hockey game live in a closeout game Besides, of course, what took place in Vegas in year one, we all know what happened there. But have you ever seen any other closeout games in in the arena? Uh, not well, not in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, in the uh, in the American League, right. I saw the Calder Cup Finals a couple of times. Uh, watched on uh, television screens as a kid <laughs> when the uh, Rangers and Devils, of course. But I was not. At the Meadowlands or the other places where uh, the Devils won the Cup in their uh, in their championships, so um, so no. Other than the Golden Knights in 2018, that's the one, of course, that will right. uh, you know stick with us for a long, long time. Sure. Even even if I had been at other ones, I think that uh, yeah. that was 
such an incredible uh, run, and um, obviously it was the Washington Capitals' first Stanley Cup, too. Yeah, and seeing, uh, listen, I'm sure Knights fans didn't enjoy watching it, but you have to obviously respect what Alex Ovechkin has done in his career, and uh, to see him hold, you you saw how important it was for him to raise the cup. It's hard not to think ahead of what it could mean to guys like Mark Stone, to Jonathan Marcheseau, the Misfits, guys like Carlson, you know, journeymen, and then there's guys like Petrangelo, right, who have been there before. They know what it's like, and to do it again, um, and a guy like Eichel, uh, you know, there's so and Cassidy. Listen, I can go down the list. Cassidy's been so close. Let me ask you this question. Let's start with the game tonight. Are, is there a concern at all? You think in a closeout game, emotions are going to be higher than ever. Not to say that emotions haven't been high this entire series. That there might be a little bit of nerves that first shift today, knowing that it's that closeout game. And is that a concern for Cassidy at all? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I, I the. It's interesting, you know, and maybe it's semantics. Everybody feels things differently. Bruce Cassidy said that he doesn't get nervous as much as he gets anxious. He just wants it to get here. Let's go. <laughs> and I'll, um, I, I interviewed uh, Jonathan Marcheseau for the pregame show, and you know, Jonathan was in a similar way, as I mentioned earlier, crossing the T's and dotting the I's, just trying to take care of everything so that you, you kind of eliminate distractions and all the other stuff, and you can just kind of get ready for the game. And uh, I, there has been a calmness with this club throughout the year, and that has been attributed to the experience, a lot of which you just outlined. Um, that includes guys who've won it elsewhere, uh, the six guys who were part of the team in 2018, and then the the proof is there. The Knights, in their uh, last closeout game against the Dallas Stars, that was a shutout. Aiden Hill was terrific, and um, you know he's he's in a position to to do it again. He's already recorded two shutouts here in the postseason. If he were to get one today, it would be pretty exclusive company. There's only been a handful of goaltenders who won a closeout game to finish off the third round and the fourth round. So that's on the cards uh, in the cards today, perhaps for him. But um, on the whole, like this team has been so good, you know, and bouncing back at Bruce Cassidy likes, like, you know, even though there were both three, two games in Florida, he really liked uh, the, the way that the team played. You know, the pucks didn't go in quite as often as they had in the first two games, but he liked the number of scoring chances they had. They failed to close out, uh, you know, the final minutes of game three, uh, the six on five goal for Florida, but he really liked how they improved on that in the final stages of game four. So uh, he likes how they've been playing uh, and he also likes their attitude and, uh, you know, everybody's going to be, you know, again, whether it's nervous or anxious or whatever it is, there's a certain uh, quality uh, that, uh, that every competitor has when you go into battle and it'll be there today. But this group has shown it can not only withstand that, but also thrive on it. Dan, it's a huge day for Vegas one of the biggest days in our history. You know the Knights better than everyone. I didn't have high hopes coming into the playoffs that we could go very far. But again, you know them better than anyone. What were your expectations of the Knights before the playoffs started? I remember asking Zach Whitecloud a similar question in that going into the playoffs when some of the experts on television were asked who were the likely teams to reach the Stanley Cup final from the Western Conference. A number of folks pointed to the reigning champion, Colorado Avalanche. A number pointed to the Edmonton Oilers and their star players. And uh, even, you know, Dallas Stars had uh, done uh, well to close out their season. Now, the Golden Knights were almost taken for granted. Yet it was the Golden Knights who had the best record of the Western Conference during the regular season, even without their captain for the final two months of the year. 
um, they had a number of other injuries, not to mention the goaltending catastrophe. So the fact that they got healthy and they have been healthy throughout this postseason, they've got more depth than anybody. That includes the goaltending department. They uh, they have just put themselves in a position all year to uh, peak at the right time. You know, they're not trying to sort things out. They don't have to cram at this stage of the game. They're not trying to figure things out now. They've been building all year. Um, so you look at it, you know, on the Florida Panthers side, of course, they were the President's Trophy team the year before. Uh, this season, they narrowly squeaked into the playoffs, some great games and clearly some great upsets. But you look at their depth, I mean, some of their regular players play, you know, about five minutes a game. Uh, they're also banged up. So uh, the Golden Knights have been in a in a terrific position going into this year, but I was going to say, I asked Zach Whitecloud uh, going into the postseason, I said, Zach, what do you think about all these folks that are, you know, not including you in this conversation? He responded with one word, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably the best way to approach it. All right, Dan, going back to tonight, and again, if you're just joining us, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dan Duva, Game 5 closeout game tonight in Vegas just in a few hours. Let's talk on the other side. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kachuk is a game-time decision. Do I have that right? Yeah, there's been an unwillingness by head coach Paul Maurice to give any official updates. So he did not practice yesterday, did not take part in this morning's skate, but those were both optional. So you can't necessarily say that he's unavailable. You can't say that he's definitely going to play either. Paul Maurice has simply not said one way or another. But we do know that physically he is in Las Vegas. Paul did confirm that, but nothing else. But it is a question mark because he uh, you know, missed a stretch of time during Game 4. He did not really take any shot attempts during warm-up and was speaking with the athletic trainer. So you do wonder about his, uh, his health and um, if he can't play. You know, who goes in? And number two, if he does play, how much can he play and how how effective can he be? Yeah, and, and that hit that was put on Kachuk, I believe it was in game three. Arguably, you could say the maybe the most important hit. You're never trying to hurt somebody, but maybe the most important hit in Vegas Golden Knights history. Uh, when you look at this game tonight, it, obviously it's so hard to look ahead to what's going to happen if, if they win, if they do this, the parade, everything else. But forgetting about the noise, about this this game tonight... Uh, if you're Cassidy, right, you're really not changing much of anything. I mean, they've, they've dominated this series for the most part. Uh, I mean, what do the Knights need to do tonight? Obviously, they got to keep their emotions in check, which we, I think we all believe most likely they will. They've done it for most of the series. Uh, you don't really change much if you're Cassidy, right, Dan? Yeah, the lineup will be the same as it has uh, throughout the series. You know, there have only been a couple of tweaks and only the tiniest bit of tinkering to the lineup over the last few weeks. So there's nothing to change there. Um, in terms of uh, you know different aspects of the game, the power play has been great. Penalty kill has been great. Um, we haven't said that all year until this series. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you think about what things can the Knights improve upon or what has been their bread and butter to get to this point. They have um, done really well once they extend the lead. You know, they get a goal, and the games in which they don't immediately extend the lead, the other team hangs around. You know, it can be occasionally dicey. Uh, but when they have extended their leads, as they did in game four, they made it from one nothing to two nothing to three nothing. You know, it, it's sort of common sense, but <laughs> you don't give up the next goal. Right. But it, but, but that has been a, a thread for this club. Um, that, and, and it goes back to, um, you know, we ask about those original Golden Knights, you know, what they think about this club compared to that first year. And so often in that first year, the Knights would pounce early, 
and deliver an early knockout blow. So the opposing team just lost its will, and there was little hope of, of getting back into a game. The Knights have done that here in the postseason. They, they've, they've had a couple of close ones, you know, and, and a couple of times they've given up a lead, but then they managed to pull away again. And, and that's, that's a big part of it today. You know, they just, I mean, other than having, uh, you know, uh, or surrender the first goal, Shorthanded against uh, Mark Stahl or uh, excuse me Eric Stahl in the first game, mm-hmm. uh, they came back and obviously exploded to win game number one in the third period. Uh, they lost in overtime but had not trailed in that one. So like they have either been tied or ahead for most of the series. Yeah, no question. Um, but yep. but at the same time, they've also got the most comeback wins of any team in the postseason this right. year. So they right. that's the thing they can really do it in. In any different way. Now, here's a little side note, Dan. The cheapest ticket right now as we speak on the air, the cheapest ticket is going for $1,140. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, isn't it? I mean, I, I remember uh, year one, Dan, uh, you know, it was a tough ticket at least the first couple weeks of the season. Um, what do you make of that? I'm talking about, I hate to use the term nosebleed because you would agree with me, uh, T-Mobile is a wonderful place to watch a hockey game. No seat, in my opinion, is a bad seat, but $1,140 for the, for the cheapest ticket right now. Yeah, I'd like to know the last year of the Las Vegas Wranglers what a season ticket cost. <laughs> I think you'd be able to get probably twelve season tickets. I don't know. You know, I, I mean that's 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 crazy. I mean, I, I and I'm sure you can imagine. I've got friends and family, people who would love to attend this game. And you know, Dan, can you? You get your hands on any tickets. And the simple answer is no. I, I would love to. And as, of course, you might imagine, I, you know, I, I would not be selling them at, at that price point. I would be uh, sharing them with close friends. But I, I, I cannot get my hands on any tickets. So no, nobody is going to get them unless you pay those exorbitant prices, which just goes to show. Uh, how special this is all become and what it means to the community. Yeah, Dan, I can't even begin to tell you how many people have said to me, hey, can you get me another credential? No, that's not really how it works. You actually have no. to cover the team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you actually have to go to games and cover the team and work somewhere. But uh, let me ask you this, Dan. I, I have to do this. I have to do what-ifs. And and I preface it by, we know how difficult this game is going to be. A closeout game is usually the hardest game in the series. There's no definitive answers here. The Knights are going to have to play a solid 60 minutes to win. With that being said, you know what I'm going to ask now some what ifs uh if if mark stone if mark stone is holding the cup tonight dan who does he give it to next to hold on to hmm Hmm. that's a good question that's a good question you know i mean of course uh, he has not won a cup before um you start to think about you know uh how it has been handled in the past i, I can't help but think about ray bork in 2001 and you know he was he was the guy uh, who got it after his great run with Boston Bruins. You know, there, uh, there's no one quite in that type of position. You know, as a go-to, uh, you know, the, the alternate captains, you know, Riley Smith, um, who's not won it before, um, Alex Petrangelo, who has, Alec Martinez, who has. Um, you know, so perhaps uh, it's one of those guys. Sometimes the goalie gets the handoff, so maybe it's Aiden Hill. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, and, and different players have talked about this in previous celebrations that you kind of sometimes don't even hand it off. It just sort of, you know, falls into the person's <laughs> right. hands who's nearest by, you know, right. like the, it depends on the celebration. Some are more tame, some are more wild. And you know, if it, if it does happen today, of course, it would be on home ice. And those tend to be a little bit more crazy sure. uh, as opposed to being on the road where uh, you don't have quite the same uh, just berserk reaction from the people in attendance. So I, 
Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I have no idea if it has been given any thought or discussion, uh, but I'm sure that'll be the, uh, the, the, uh, something that no one will, uh, will have to really complain about if it no. does happen. No, and that's, that's my job to talk about. That's the last thing they should be talking about right now. Let me be very clear. A couple more uh, idiotic what-if questions, if that's okay. I mean, I've lived in Las Vegas for 20 years, Dan. I know you haven't been here that long, but you've been here since day one. Uh, what, what if, if, if they win the cup tonight, what do you think the strip looks like? What do you think the Toshiba <laughs> Plaza looks wow. like? I mean, this is, let's be honest, it was great when the Aces won, but this would be the first major franchise to, to, to win a championship. And we're talking about Las Vegas. I mean, have you thought about that? What do you think Vegas is going to look like and feel like and sound like tonight if they do win? Yeah, they're going to have to put all that construction on pause for a little <laughs> yeah. while. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's neat because, you know, just the nature of the area, uh, you know, the, the strip being the strip, sure, there's a lot of excitement and, and a party atmosphere around the strip, but not a ton of people live along the strip. So uh, I'm sure there will be celebrations and pockets all over the valley. Uh, the people descend upon T-Mobile Arena and the surrounding areas. You know, uh, I, I know a lot of people come down to the area to watch the games, even if they're not in the arena. Uh, you know, you can only fit so many people in the arena. Right. Uh, yeah. So that you know, it's a it's a five o'clock start. So who knows how long the game goes? But you know, I. I uh, I mean, we've, we've seen this place, you know, you know, for New Year's I and mean, just when the strip is just <laughs> taken over and, and, um, you know, of course there are thoughts about what happens if they were to win, you know, a, a, a more formal celebration uh, in the following days, uh, you know, all of those things, um, you know, the organization, I, I, I'm sure, you know, they keep these things uh, close to the vest, but um, I've heard the phrase plan for success. Somebody has to plan for those things no doubt. Um, as much as you don't want to get ahead of yourself. Uh, if it does happen, and it's a realistic possibility, of course, you want to make sure that uh, they are ready. And this organization has uh, oh, yeah. done that so well through its six years. And I, I, I'm sure that it will be handled appropriately once again if it does happen. One more what if, forgive me. Uh, but yeah, you being uh, the professional broadcaster that you are and you're so good at what you do, have you thought to yourself, if let's just say the Knights have a two goal lead and there's 10 seconds left to go, uh, what you're going to say, how that 10 seconds is going to sound like, or is it just like off the cuff, whatever you feel in your heart or in your mind that you're going to say, like, what, what, have you thought about that at all? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, it's something that you, uh, you don't want to leave to chance, but at the same time, you don't want to script it either given that the game can take any number of different turns. So I, I thought back to what happened, you know, the days um, leading up to our first home game back in 2017. And the Knights, of course, had played two on the road. and uh, The awful tragedy of October 1, and then Derek England's speech. And just in the midst of all of that, uh, I remember just, you know, scratching out a couple of words on my game notes. Not that I, you know, had a whole paragraph or anything, but just a word or two that I wanted to make sure I wouldn't let slip from top of mind. And maybe that happens tonight, but, uh, yeah, it's part of being prepared. Um, but it is, um, you know, live sports, the best thing about it is that it is unscripted. So I try to keep that in mind too. Dan, do the Knights get it done tonight? Do you think the series ends tonight with uh, the cup in, in their hands? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't make predictions, but uh, you get a feeling from the group 
that uh, they don't intend on going back to Florida. Yeah, let's hope they don't, right? Let's uh, be nothing better for Vegas if, if they are able to win the cup here. Obviously, it's great if they win the cup, period, but even better whipped cream right on the Sunday if they're able to win it here on uh, home ice. Dan, you know how much I appreciate what you do and, and, and how great you are at what you do, and I always appreciate it when, you, when you're gracious enough to make the time to do the show. I hope I can get you on the show next week, maybe, and we can be talking about the Knights being the Stanley Cup champions. Nothing would be better than that, Dan, and uh, look forward to listening to your call tonight, my friend, and we'll see you at T-Mobile in just a few hours. Thanks, as always, Dan. Really appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. There you go. That is uh, Dan Duva. Always a pleasure having him on the show. He's so good at what he does. Uh, honestly, I don't think there, I'm not sure there's a better play-by-play man in hockey than Dan Duva. Uh, I've said that time and time again. Uh, guy, I wouldn't say that about a lot of people. Uh, Dan is really good. Ultimate really polished. Yeah, really polished. How do, you, how do you think he's feeling? I know he's done so many of these games. It's like clockwork to him. And he's always very well prepared. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's a little more anxious today? I Just, think butterflies. Yep. I have butterflies. You have to, right? We all do. I have butterflies, uh, you know, and for a lot of different reasons. You know, I grew up with my dad watching hockey. I fell in love with hockey, the sport of hockey. I played hockey in high school. I fell in love with the sport. Um, I grew up watching guys like Wayne Gretzky and Chris Chelios, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I grew up with, I grew up with guys like that and, 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 and legends in, in the sport. Right. And then when I got out here to Vegas, I, I thought we'd get an NBA team first. And then when I heard, and by the way, that would have been great too. But when I heard we got an NHL team here, um, I was ecstatic and I, and I was one of the first people, by the way, to interview Foley. I was one of the first people to get him on my show. I was at another station, and this was way before we got the franchise, and we were just talking about what he was trying to do to get the team here. And, you know, we're going to get this team in Vegas, he said. Go Knights, go. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he said he wanted a Stanley Cup within the first five years. So, uh, boy, what a terrible job. The uh, what, what a t- You know, some people are saying six. I thought he said five. I don't really care. Uh, but uh, the bottom line here is is what a job that this franchise has done. And this would be the... Like I said, the whipped cream on the Sunday or the cherry on the Sunday, whatever you want to say. Incredible. If, if they're able to do it today. This is this is emotional for me just because um growing up being a hockey fan is great, right? Um, but October one is near and dear to my heart as it is, I think, to many. There's gonna be a lot of teary eyed people in the the arena. Um, and I'm getting I'm feeling that right now because um, you know, I, w- I was supposed to uh be at the Route ninety one festival um six years ago. And um God, I'm getting choked up talking about it right you now. Are. Go. And and um a, a friend of mine, uh she she asked me to go with her. And um uh my friend Chris Chapman, who works for another station, great guy. Um there was a preseason nights game. And he said, Let's go to the nights game. Now the nights game started early that day. It was like five o'clock, so I probably still could have gone to the hockey game and then gone to the You festival. could have done both. Probably. But I decided to go to the hockey game. Not a big country fan, but I would have gone if you're with an attractive woman. And Of hey, course. You know, it's a festival. And I told her, and she was disappointed. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm going to the hockey game. Then I got to go home. I got to work the next day. Um, and, and I decided not to go. And she was shot in the back. And um, she was with her mom. And that, that 24 hours was like so excruciating for me because she wouldn't answer her phone. And then I felt guilty and I felt like, man, I should have been there with her, right? I should have been there with her. Now she, she's, she's. So you, you would have been next to her. Yes. For most, most likely. But yeah, you said took, no to go to the night. Correct. She took her mom instead. And I drove home and I'm watching the, the news as it unfolded and I'm losing my mind. And every, you know, I'm thinking, boy, I could have been there. You know, I should have been there. I could have been there. Now her life has never been the same. Yeah, Luckily, how is she now? Uh, she went back home to California uh, to, 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 to live with her family and, um, 
I'd say she's about 90%. Um, she has still has some physical ailments that will probably never go away, well, but that, she's not paralyzed. She, uh, you know, she's got some scars and, and, and we still talk a little bit. And, um, uh, as I've always told her, I should have been there with you. And she's just so gracious about it. And she's like, no, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, if that, not that, that's for, tough. Um, that's tough. If not for I'm the sorry. Vegas golden Knights and if not for uh year one, that preseason game, I can tell you right now, 100%, not 99%, 100% I would have been at that festival. And uh, maybe I'm not here today. You know, maybe I'm not here today. So um, if not for uh, the Knights, um, you know, if the Knights are able to to, to, to carry the cup, um, you know, it's going to be hard for me not to be uh, choked up and, 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 and to be able to maybe stand on that ice and, and see the players carrying the cup. Uh, it's going to be a special moment for everybody in yeah. the arena, right? The players, the coaches even people that are not in the arena for people watching at home, but it's certainly going to be a special moment for me. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to react, but it'll probably be very emotional. So you're damn right. I'm a Vegas golden Knights fan. You're damn right. I'm going to be rooting for the Knights as, as I always have. I've been critical at times of some of the decisions they've made, but they have been a big part of this community and they have been phenomenal. And there are a lot of good people within the Knights organization that, that, that players, coaches, I love Cassidy. So, yeah, guy, nothing will make me more prouder and happier. Um, and I guarantee you in the press conference, if I'm talking to Jonathan Marcheseau or, or Carlson or Riley Smith, any of the Misfits players, I will be the person to raise my hand and say, what is your message to, to all those people that you've touched You know, after October 1? What do you think they're feeling and what is, you, what is your message to them? And I will ask that question in the press conference because that resonates with You're me. You're exactly right. Yeah. It resonates with so many people. Mm -hmm. And we're an expansion franchise. We're young. After hearing your story, mm -hmm. and there's so many others out there in the Route 91 Festival and the mm -hmm. things that happen, the atrocities, it is even more important, I feel like, after listening to you, is that we win this tonight. It is scripted that we win this tonight in Vegas on our home ice at T-Mobile Arena, yep. one of the best places in America to watch hockey and bring our first Stanley Cup yeah. to Las Vegas tonight. I, I in agree a few hours. We're Five be, hours it could be done. We're going to be talking Vegas Golden Knights, uh, whether they win or lose tomorrow, but certainly I hope we're talking about a parade. and uh, We'll see. We also have Daniel Littman from Politico that's going to be joining us tomorrow to kind of give us an update on the Trump stuff. But tomorrow, hopefully, we will be able to focus on the Vegas Golden Knights being Stanley Cup champions. I can't wait for the game tonight. I'm jetting out there right now, probably the earliest I've ever been to a hockey game. I'm getting there. I'm going out there right you after the show. Uh, you're, you're a professional. You have a media credential, but take it all in. Enjoy. Yeah. Have a great, great well, night. So I can't wait to hear about it all tomorrow. To call me a professional is debatable. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, I appreciate that. Might take that. that back, actually. Just have a great time. <laughs> My no. thanks to John D. Domenico, also known as Donald Trump, for joining us on the show. <laughs> My thanks uh, to, uh, well, a, a lot of people for joining us. Adam Carolla and the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dan Duva, who is just so great. I, I love I love having him on and, and very nice of him to join us on a very important day. Go Thanks nice for joining guy. us, every day, everybody. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Ken Thompson is filling in for T.C. Martin today. He'll be, uh, I'm sure, covering everything and anything that is the Vegas Golden Knights. Coming up next. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Knights! Get your hands up, get your hands up, get your hands up, get your hands up.